Hi everyone, welcome to Game Bros. It's so exciting to do this podcast and guess what? It's our 12th episode already. It goes so fast. I'm so happy to do this one with you, bro. How are you? Oh my god, welcome everyone. Welcome, bro. How's it going? I'm, I'm um, doing great. I mean, it's the weekend. It's great. We are doing a Game Bros episode. Oh, I love it. I mean, it's been 15 days. I was already mm-hmm. missing you and missing everyone that is here with us in our live show. Um, it's great to be back. And especially mm-hmm. for such an important episode in terms of content, in terms of discussion. I'm pretty sure it's going to be very productive for those who will eventually listen to us. It's going to be really awesome for those who are here live so they can actually discuss ideas and present their point of views. I think it's going to be an amazing episode, bro. I fully agree. And bro, now it's kind of a tradition. Uh, We should definitely try to talk about breaking news because last week and like in the past 15 days, we had some crazy news about video games. Right. And uh, maybe this one is not fully related to the video gaming world, whatever. We have a new intro song, which is amazing. (laughs) It's so awesome. We have our intro song. A lot of people actually asked me if we were going to sing our intro song. Oh. Because, I mean, they they basically fell in love with our voice when we sang the theme of, (laughs) you know, The Witcher from Netflix. But I had to disappoint them, you know, it's hard to sing all the time, it's difficult, right bro? But I think it's awesome that we have one! (laughs) That's that's so exciting! And another technical point, because we are doing this live show, it's really complicated to play audio at the same time as we are recording and streaming our voices at the same time. So, we won't sing, Uh, maybe one day we'll do, because we'll have amazing setups with like tons of computers working for us, but it's not like our present <laughs> and exactly. it's gonna come probably later yeah we maybe we'll sing one day <laughs> exactly bro i mean we are still <laughs> recording remotely so guillaume and i are not in the same physical space because you know the covid and everything so there is a lot of things for us to learn and we are adapting as well but i think it's working pretty well right it's bro? working great. i love it i think it's going really well yeah, I love it. It's awesome. Bro, breaking news number one. And that's mm. huge. Epic. The, the the studio that owns Fortnite. Okay. Mm. They are declaring war to Apple and Google. But especially ay, Apple. Ay, 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 bro. <sighs> this kind Is of this antitrust. I want to engage you. I mean, Jesus, that's huge. I know. So we had in the past month a lot of antitrust thing with the Congress. And Mm -hmm. I mean, we are not Americans. Obviously, you can tell with our accents that are pretty sexy, by the way. But who cares? (laughs) (laughs) But like this antitrust thing is a big thing in the US. And Epic is just uh, surfing on that wave and they are declaring war to Apple and Google and to be fully honest I don't want to go into politics with this podcast but I mean both parties are to be blamed here I think that Apple is way too strict for a lot of stuff but at the same time what Epic did is like this this kind of bargain for me it's like too much don't play with the players and now it's not just about like declaring war to the bad guy to the villain that is Apple it's like 
they are punishing the players because the guys that own only iPads and iPhones, they, they are not able to play anymore or to update Fortnite, which is a shame. So Exactly, bro. I mean, it, it feels like there is a lot going on in a short amount of time. This idea of more, you know, gaming and, and streaming and so on. I think we're evolving really fast. There's a huge pressure for that. And maybe the parties weren't really ready in terms of deciding a few things. And I think that is what's going to happen. And I mean, I didn't get much into the details regarding exactly what were was Epic's, you know, arguments in order to start this fight. But I think that the whole system has a lot to learn because this is going to happen more often, in my opinion, that people want more rights and they have to, a lot of things to figure out that that's for sure bro yeah and i mean it's it's another big point and good point because like that's why we don't have stadia on the app store we don't have the x cloud project from microsoft on uh, on their system on the app store i mean it's a shame but at the same time i was reading like big articles about that and i i think that apple's like Apple sees that as a threat, you know, mm -hmm. because like opening these kind of doors would open to alternative stores. And for them, the app store is so central to the entire ecosystem that I kind of get their point too. I mean, they are st it's still bad to like just forbid everything, but at the same time, they created this entire ecosystem. So I, I kind of don't know. I don't have a clear opinion here. I would love for Apple to be kind of more open to some mm -hmm. stuff, especially for us gamers. But I think that it's just a shame that Epic just did the thing the way they did. It was like too, it was too abrupt. It was too like sudden. They just did it and they were like, we don't care. We are going to fight against Apple and Google. And for me, it's just too much. Like, don't, yeah. don't play with the gamers. Exactly. I think you, you got into a very sensitive point here because in the end, the gamers are actually going to pay a price because we don't know exactly how it's going to be the access from now on. And and it, you have to be careful. I mean, we are talking about a, you know, system. I mean, the whole gaming universe now is too dynamic. You don't want to lose market share. You don't want to lose reputation. You don't want to start useless fights because you might lose a lot of clients like this. And I think people should be very careful about that, bro. So I think it's very nice that you brought this up because, you know, this discussion is heating up. We'll we'll see what's going to happen, but wow, mind blowing actually. Yeah, it's pretty, it was, it was all of a sudden, which is the big thing. Another breaking news. I mean, it's mostly for Apple fans and we are not Apple nerds here. We are like talking no, only no, about, no, not at all. I just have an iPad where I'm recording like from that's, <laughs> but that's fine. It's just that, I mean, they are gonna release soon a big bundle and I'm super excited and pumped about it. It's gonna be amazing. Bundles, I love yeah, bundles, bundle. They have so many services these days and we talked a lot about, uh, for instance, Apple TV Plus, that is amazing. They have amazing shows and they have amazing movies now. And Indeed. We, we do have Apple Music, both of us. And I think that if you can pay less for all the services that you get from a company, it's good. It's a good deal, right? Absolutely, bro. I mean, I, I see this more 
happening more and more with a bunch of other things, including physical things, right? So, uh, for example, you know, consoles that are sold as a bundle, you know, a VR ecosystem that is sold with the controllers and everything. I love bundles because it usually forces you, quote unquote, to use whatever system you're deciding to use to the fullest, right? And Apple has this really cool thing of this ecosystem that they they built that, you know, communicates with all the devices really very well. And I'm all about bundles and discounts. So mm. I loved it. I can't wait to see what they're proposing. Yeah, same. So it's good. A lot of breaking news. I mean, we hope that Apple will probably relax a little bit and chill and probably just like... <laughs> reconcile and do like good stuff with epic so that they are back soon on the app store i mean i'm not a fortnite big fan but at the same time i know that an entire generation exactly. yeah an entire generation is playing fortnite so it's probably a good thing that apple just do something with fortnite allowing them just to go back to the store because that's that's what we want as players right agreed 100 bro bro Episode 12. Now, I mean, I think that we should apologize. I'm gonna apologize because sometimes we are kind of rough with Xbox fans. Mm -hmm. And this episode will try to like open, like we'll try to open our minds and do something where we will like go into details on both like PS5 and Xbox Series X and to show what are their, their strengths and why you should choose one of or the other right so exactly very exciting episode in front of us ahead of us right very very exciting episode i mean we gamers that are you know following the news and trying to learn more about the next gen consoles have you know news pretty much every single week about xbox series x versus ps5 and the truth is i hope that will make this very clear throughout this episode but I don't think that there is necessarily a winner here. And this is something that makes me really happy because we recently recorded a whole episode about other platforms, right? So like Google Stadia. And mm -hmm. we had to play bad cops here because there were things in our opinion that were really missing or, you know, really far from what we thought it would be. So the truth is we had to be honest. And right now, I am really happy because I'm going to be honest about two extraordinary consoles that Guillaume and I will cover. And honestly, I think it's going to be a really difficult decision for everyone because I don't think that there is a, a, a mistake to be made here, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and, and hopefully, bro, we'll make this clear for everyone. And, and hopefully they will also agree with us. Of course, we wanted to hear from you as well. So please participate. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, I just like, by the way, I just started a quick poll on our Discord. Are you an Xbox or PS fan? Please answer because it's going to help us in the end. Because like it doesn't, it's not because you're a PS fan that Xbox sucks. And I came to that conclusion myself. I was only looking at PS5. Mm -hmm. And the more I went into opening my mind about Xbox, the more I discovered about the Xbox family and ecosystem. And it's pretty cool they have a lot of stuff and i think that we'll try to cover them today and maybe we should start with something very simple 
All right. the hardware. Yeah, okay. where? All right. right? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I mean, it's the, the very core of those consoles. I guess. And, <laughs> right? And, and I mean, it's, it's, it can be very technical, but right now we, we don't want to, you know, spend too much time on technicalities, if that's mm -hmm. a word. But I guess we, we should cover hardware in terms of things that are more, you know, maybe important to us, including aesthetics even, bro. So, I mean, if we're talking about hardware for the PS5. Uh, there are a few things that people should know. For example, in terms of storage, we are talking about 825 gigabyte of SSD. Uh, we know that the next gen games are gonna be very big. I think that space storage is actually a really important feature, feature especially if you're talking about digital versions. So it's something that we should keep in mind and that's for sure. And, uh, since I already mentioned it, we are talking about the PS5, which is going to come into two versions. The classic version, uh, for which you can actually use physical discs, and we are talking about the digital version. So there will be two consoles, and from what we know, the digital version is going to be cheaper, right? Um, and regarding appearances, bro, for the PS5, and I know that you've seen multiple images already, it's this huge tower, white and blue, right? It's actually really tall. It's, I think, this, the tallest console ever made. It is. Right? It is. That's so pretty amazing. Yeah. A heavy and bulky console, bro. A lot of people are comparing it to a router, and I, I'm not gonna disagree <laughs> fully with them. <laughs> no, bro. Like they were trashing oh, the PS5. Mean, bro. I know, mean. I know. The world is mean these days. So they were, <laughs> I know. So they were trashing the PS5, saying it was just another TP-Link router or whatever. And I was oh like, my. oh my god, yeah. <laughs> At the same time, I love that they went and they were bold and accepted that this design, which is amazing. It's completely futuristic and oh, I think it's good. It's good. It's pretty cool. Exactly, bro. In my opinion, the digital version is even prettier because it's more symmetrical. So mm -hmm. the, the, the actual classic oh, yeah. version of the console is going to have this bump on one of the sides where you actually put your discs in. And That's ugly. It makes it asymmetrical. I mean, yeah. Uh, but the other one is just perfectly symmetrical. In my opinion, it looks gorgeous, especially if you think about how the controller looks. But we're going to get back to that later. Oh, yeah. Because like controllers is another about... thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Entirely, bro. Entirely. Cool. But what about the hardware of the next gen cons of Microsoft? Okay, bro. First, I think that they are choosing choosing completely like different path mm -hmm. and like the one that PlayStation took was about the SSD. It's like designed fully for the PS5 and they have less teraflops. I'm not going to go into details, but like they have 10 or so teraflops for the PS5, mm -hmm. but having a custom made SSD will counterbalance the way that they have less teraflops in their opinion. And the Xbox has 12. 12 is an amazing number. Mm -hmm. It's super it's high. Wow. I didn't know, but just for you to know, just some little details, the PS4 has 1.84 teraflops. <laughs> <laughs> just for you to have a perspective. Mind-blowing. 
<laughs> and the and the PS4 Pro, which is an amazing console, has 4.2 teraflops. Can you imagine, bro, how powerful those two consoles are? It's honestly, amazing. No, honestly, it's not amazing. yet. Uh, it's, it's amazing. Unbelievable. It's amazing. Another thing that I loved, I mean, Xbox is just a, like a kind of a square thing, rectangle mm -hmm. thing. It's 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 boring, okay? But at the same uh. time, it's boring in a good way, meaning that you could put it in your living room somewhere and you would have like someone probably recognizing it if they are nerds, but others uh -huh. won't even bother. They would be like, "Hey, you know what? It's a round like it's a square thing on the yeah. side of the TV." It's completely okay. It's they are not taking the same path as PS. Like they are not trying to do something bold. It's just a plain square console with an amazing apparently like the the, the thermal inside is amazing because it's oh, yeah. really like squarey thing. Apparently, we're talking awesome. about extraordinary cooling mm -hmm. systems, and that's exactly. true for both. So mm -hmm. uh, this, this futuristic design of the the PlayStation Five console is really designed so if you if you take a look at their more technical videos you can see how the air flows and it's supposed to be much better than the ps4 pro is for example because i i keep comparing my ps4 to a frying table you know because mm -hmm. depending on the game that i'm playing and especially now that it's crazy warm these days here in san diego i mean the the poor thing basically melts and <laughs> i i don't think we are talking about melting consoles anymore bro no, and like those are amazing. They are amazing. And and I mean, I have to say that the shoebox style of Xbox shoebox actually shoebox looks great. Bro, honestly. <laughs> I know it, how, can, it... <laughs> how can you say that a shoebox looks amazing, bro? I, I, I don't know exactly how to describe it, but I gave it a chance and I looked at the images from multiple uh, angles. And by the way, we have way more pictures of the back of yeah. the Xbox Series X than mm -hmm. what we have for the PlayStation. We don't even know exactly how many cables and and other ports there will be for the PS5, but mm -hmm. we have very clear images of the back side of the new Xbox Series X, and it actually looks great, bro. I mean, okay, a, a, as you said, it could be like, I don't know, if someone doesn't really know what it is, they could maybe think it's a, it's a home theater. <laughs> oh, you have an amazing shoebox on the side of your TV. Yeah, that's my but, Xbox. But, you know, it, it's an elegant box. I guess that's what I, I, I wanted to say. <laughs> I just have to mention that Rhino in the chat is saying it's a box. And I guess that's true. It's a box. I guess, I guess there is no discussion in this regard. It oh, is a box. Bro. It's a box. <laughs> So the box will came in two, it will come in two different versions. <laughs> the Series X, properly speaking, so that we mm -hmm. that will be the one with the disc, the Blu-ray player, and the set the second one will be called will be named Series S, and that leaked a week ago. Uh, apparently, like some people just opened a controller that we, that was named Controller Series S, which is amazing. Ooh. So and it was white. I mean, it's it's pretty incredible, and I'm very pumped about the white version because I think that the black is kind of boring. I'm really waiting for the white version. I think oh, it's it gonna be amazing. Great. 
I, I looked okay. at it and I, I okay. don't know how official it is, the, the white box that I saw in a picture, mm -hmm. but on, it, it was wider, so it's not a, a perfect cube. It's actually mm -hmm. like more a, a rectangle. Mm -hmm. It was wider, white, and I also thought it was very stylish, bro. I mean, if, mm -hmm. if it was a shoe box, there would be really fancy shoes inside. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Coming with this great hardware, and I mean, it's part of the hardware too, we have to talk about the controllers because yes. the controllers, it's just a war mm. between Xbox and PlayStation all the time. I mean, we are fighting all the time like against Xbox, Xbox players saying, oh, your controller just sucks. And bro, <laughs> we have to be open-minded with this section because I never owned an Xbox, so I never really played and took time just to play with a controller. But I went online on a lot of, for a lot of forums online, and to be yeah. fully honest, I read a lot of reviews about those controllers. And bro, apparently, people are just saying that the Xbox One controller, because we still don't know about the Series X controller, because it's not mm -hmm. out there yet, Apparently, it's an amazing controller. It's amazing. So exactly, bro. Uh, yeah. I don't so, know. so I mean, I I also did my homework because let's let's face the truth. Even though you and I owned the Sony console, all the generations of you know PlayStation so far, we are biased. So I was like, you know what? Let let me take a look. And I mean, the truth is. Everyone who owns an Xbox says that they have the best controller in the market. That's True. pretty much like, it's it's even cliche to say that because every now people just assume that it's going to be the best controller in the market always. <laughs> and so um, what happens is that one thing that I read and I didn't know about the Xbox controller, bro, and I'm talking about the brand new one that is coming mm -hmm. with the Xbox Series X, is that it's going to be the most effective controller in the market in terms of input latency. I don't know if wow. you check that out, but what they are basically saying is that it's going to be the very best controller in the market for competitive gaming. Because apparently the, the, the input lag is basically non-existent. Mm -hmm. And for those who are into competitive gaming, I think that's actually pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And just to mention some stuff about the Xbox One, the controller that I found online, a lot of people were saying that ergonomically speaking, mm -hmm. it's awesome. It just falls into your hand and you, you just forget about it, apparently. For me, I didn't have this impression at first when I touched one in the past, but apparently it's what's happening after like an hour or two, like you're like, oh my God, this, con this controller is amazing. It's just right. in my hands and I don't even notice it. But the thing is, this controller is huge. In my opinion, it's bigger than the DualShock. And, mm -hmm. and we will mention DualSense afterwards, but let's finish with the Series X and Series 1 controller, uh, Xbox One controller. And to be honest, they said that it's super solid. You can just throw, throw it like in your living room. It will never break. It's pretty solid, which is great. And another thing, that they mentioned that everyone is mentioning is the asymmetrical pads. Right. We PlayStation lovers tend to love the way that we have the two pads side by mm -hmm. side on the DualShock controller. 
and apparently it's so much better ergonomically speaking to have the pads asymmetrical and I never really tried it I mean we have the pro controller both of us and it's fine it's okay I guess but I love the DualShock or I'm used to the DualShock so much that I cannot really tell if it's true or not but I guess that it's an amazing controller I think it's an amazing oh, it one. Is. I mean, again, we are, we are talking about two companies that take gaming experience very seriously. And, but I, I do believe that from all the, the things I read when I was doing my homework, that the Xbox controller is the most ergonomic controller in the market. I, I, I really don't think that there is an option to that. But if we're talking about controllers, we have to talk about the famous DualSense. So, from what I heard, the, the actual controller from Xbox wasn't being fully redesigned and apparently it's going to look pretty much the same. And I respect that, especially if the, the gamers, the, the, the Xbox owners, believe that they, they are extraordinary. So, why change much? I mean, that's fine by me. But the, dual, the DualSense was completely redesigned and we are talking about, especially about the touchpad the colors and other features that this controller does. So, for example, we are talking about this haptic support, bro. I, I don't know if you, if you saw the first impressions on YouTube of people that were playing games on PlayStation using this haptic support, but apparently it's like, welcome to a new gaming experience because we are supposed to feel texture now we are supposed to feel way more than just a little shaking of the controller whenever they want to give us you know a more immersive experience so they have this um it's it's almost like a demonstration game that will come pre-installed um on the ps5 where they make a showcase of the power of this haptic support and some people already had hands-on and they said it's extraordinary. So if you're walking over on, on sand versus, you know, a solid floor or if there is wind and apparently it's amazing. So they're saying that it, it really does what Sony was telling us it was supposed to do during their, their showcase. So I am very much looking forward to experiencing that, bro. And as you said, one thing that I, I love with Sony's approach is just to refine a controller that all the PlayStation fans love so much. You don't have to change controllers all the time. And I think that's probably why there is a war, like technically speaking, between those two controllers. People mm -hmm. are in love with those two very different controllers. And as Hungry for Apple says in the chat, the cool thing is that you have the buttons and the pad at the same level when you play with right. the Xbox controller. And I guess that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I oh, wasn't yeah. fully thinking about it, but that's that's true. I, it's probably great. Oh, and I'm really looking it, it forward really to it. It really is, bro. I mean, mm -hmm. if you think about our um, Pro Controller from Nintendo Switch, the design is very much similar. Mm -hmm. And I find it extremely comfortable to play all sorts of games. and including the ones that make you push buttons frenetically, like Smash, you know? Yeah. 
I never actually felt any pain or anything for playing for hours even whenever yeah. I have time, which is like once in a lifetime, but happens that's, sometimes. And, that's awesome. I mean, those so, two bro, controllers. Yes. Tell me, bro. Wonderful controllers, bro. I guess, I guess that's the bottom line. We're talking about wonderful controllers. You cannot really make, like you cannot really put those two consoles f like facing each other. They are different in their ways. And the, the approaches that the two companies are taking are different, but at the same time, very similar. They want to make the fans happy. And I think that everyone is happy these days. Yeah. Right? Not yeah. the Apple fans because they are kicking Epic out the store. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So, bro, another big thing, because you, you mentioned uh, the haptic feedback and that's totally next gen. But another thing that is next gen mm -hmm. is streaming services and oh. gaming libraries in the cloud. Bro, tell me everything about PlayStation and their approach with that thing. Bro, I I mean, if we are talking about next gen, I think mm -hmm. even more than talking about physical hardware, we are talking about a new concept of gaming, which is freedom of streaming. And I think this is really the future. This is where we are walking towards. It's uh, I see people soon enough playing whatever game they want on their phone, and then they just throw their phone away and take their iPads and or their tablet and whatever, and then the TV. So I, I really think that the streaming service is going to be a thing and they will invest a shit ton of money to make it better all the time. So the PS Now already exists and, I, and I'm pretty sure that a lot of people already subscribe to PS Now. They do have even a free trial, seven days free trial. And bro, the truth is, what I, what I see is that you're streaming games okay from ps now and if you're we are talking about using your ps4 pro for example for streaming mm -hmm. one thing that is known is that for those games you cannot actually download there is a little bit of quality penalty when you're streaming so okay. some games don't look as great as they are supposed to look if you have a physical media or the actual game downloaded but on PS Now, there, there is the option for downloading several of the games, but not all of them. So it's something to keep in mind, and they will probably work on it. One of the things that I think it's very important to highlight now is that PS Now has about 650 games as we speak. What? That was actually mind-blowing to me because I, I did my homework i wanted to say exactly how many and it's about 650 games bro i mean it's more than we can play in two lives and the thing is when i was reading the notes before this episode i was like oh i'm pretty sure that microsoft has a bigger service because they are always putting the service like ahead they are like oh my god game pass is amazing when i saw this number 650 i was like what the fuck? It, it's it, amazing, bro. Oh and I mean, we are talking about, you know, franchise like the God of War, for example, the game. You can basically have all of them right there. You know, a relatively cheap subscription and you play the whole story of Kratos if you want. So very powerful, really cool stuff. And I expect them to expand that even more and make it even broader with the ps5 
but as you very well mentioned microsoft is taking this streaming thing very very seriously bro Ooh. so now please share with us what you learned from microsoft and their streaming service so the thing is and that's just my opinion i don't want to offend anyone but as i said before i'm not excited about the hardware i mean it's a shoebox it's black it will like just be in your living room without even noticing it it's fine the controller i never played with an xbox controller but where xbox and where microsoft is doing something big is game pass mm. game pass is at the epicenter of the entire communications th system about the next-gen console from Microsoft. Whenever, whenever Microsoft, I was about to say Apple, but that's not true. Apple is not going to release a next-gen console. <laughs> whenever Microsoft is talking about the Series X, in the same sentence or in the next one, you have the two words Game Pass, which is amazing to me. For them, it goes with the console. Like you have Game Pass that is part of the next gen idea for Microsoft. So I had to dig into, dig deep, like just to understand what they meant by that. And to be fully honest, Game Pass is at the center of everything for one reason. All the games, all the exclusives that they presented in their showcase three weeks ago, will be on Game Pass day one. Meaning that for them, the next-gen console is not about physical games anymore. It's about a powerful system that is able to run games from Game Pass. In my opinion, that's just my opinion. But what they mean by that is that you could just rent games, okay? So pay a fee every month to play an unlimited amount of games. And because they are releasing all those games day one on Game Pass, it means that all the games and all the exclusives in the future might be coming to Game Pass day one as well, which is amazing and mind blowing. And something that I'm waiting and to see if Sony is gonna do something is like definitely that. Is PS Now gonna have I don't know, Horizon 2, day one on PS Now. I doubt it. I because doubt it. Yeah, their strategy is different. Sony is the fucking leader. Sony has like a lot of market share. They, are, they have a very strong community. And I'm going to say that Xbox with the Xbox One made like weird choices in terms of exclusives and PlayStation was a solid winner with the last generation. So PS4 versus Xbox One. Okay. That's what I think. That's what I read online. Like people were saying, I mean, all the exclusives from Sony makes the PS4 the clear leader, which is fine, which is fine. So what they are doing now is to have Game Pass. This idea of having all the exclusives and all the games probably on their streaming service. And to be like technical here, Game Pass is not a streaming service. Project X Cloud is the streaming service. So like the, the Game Pass thing is just you being able to download the game on your machine. Okay, you play the game as if you were owning the game, 
Whenever you're done, you just uninstall it. You just go back to Game Pass and you download another game. Okay. And you can have multiple games at the same time downloaded on your Xbox, which is fine. I think it's a good system because you don't have latency, you don't have anything, you have everything physical on your machine, which is good. I think it's a good concept. And on top of that, you have another service which will be called Game Pass Ultimate. And that one exists now, but they will get the Project X Cloud, so the streaming service on top of it. So meaning that you will be able to stream games. If you have an Android phone, for instance, you would be able just to plug your controller or like pair it with Bluetooth and play your amazing games on your phone. <laughs> Which wow. is amazing. That's Stadia, yeah. but that's a good Stadia. <laughs> Yeah, there you go, bro. Because, I mean, what Sony and Microsoft did throughout all these years was to build a full library and basically create a generation of gamers that fell for their games and can't wait to play them again. You know, I mean, I am very much looking forward to the next-gen games. Of course I am. But that doesn't mean that if someone told me that I could play, you know, the Lord of the Rings from my PlayStation 2 that I loved so much. If if I could play it again, I'd be like, I'm down where, you know? So so they know they have that. And if they can give that back to us, it's huge. It's huge. And, and I can see that Xbox is basically saying this. Our compatibility is 100% because of the streaming service. And so... Um, I, I think that they are making a very smart call here. And I don't think that Sony is quite there yet, bro. So there will be a pressure to follow this path. And I'm pretty sure there will be because, as you said, if they start making a real nice, solid streaming service where people can, you know, take five minutes of their day to play their favorite games on their phone, and, and then go back home and finish playing a difficult level on their TV. Huh. I mean, that's the recipe for success. So really awesome stuff. And I think that if people are into streaming services for games, they should check it out. And I think, bro, you covered it really well. It made me quite excited about it. The, the, good, the good thing is that for them, they know it's their strength. And Sony has another amazing strength i mean it's it's mind-blowing actually like they have all the exclusives games that everyone wants to play these days and bro i mean I, i'm not gonna like get your section because you're the ps guy like in this discussion <laughs> and i'm the xbox one but bro horizon spider-man like, you have the exclusives and i have nothing yeah <laughs> okay bro so uh, that's something i mean we, we just spoke about one of the things both you and i consider to be the strength of mm -hmm. microsoft for now and now we have to say that undoubtedly this is the strength of sony so what is going to happen is that every technical term and technical feature from Xbox, Xbox dictates that the Xbox Series X is going to be a more powerful console. On the other hand, we all know that there is always a delay between hardware 
end games, right? So what happens is that the companies still need to understand how to use the full potential of a given hardware, and that's a long process. Uh, history showed that to us, you know. Um, we, we are basically seeing now with God of War 4, for example, the full potential of a PS4 Pro. So the truth is, what a lot of people are saying out there is that, okay, Xbox is a freaking powerful machine, but people will only be able to actually benefit from this huge potential within two years, when they finally start releasing games that will be using that, their, right, their, their original games. And what happens is that the exclusive games from Sony will come out together with the console. And I always think that this is extremely smart. And why is that? Because they chose it very carefully. They are taking two titles that are bestsellers already. We are talking about Horizon Zero Dawn 2, which I think is called Forbidden West. And we are talking about Spider-Man Miles Morales. I mean, these two games are legendary. Legendary. Already. We spoke about and both of we them. Ha we haven't played them yet, but we know exactly. that for sure they are amazing. We know yeah. that. I saw this scene of Aloy, this is, so the, the main character from Horizon, climbing up a mountain on Horizon Forbidden West. Think about every possible detail that could be well designed. Her hair in the wind, her clothes, the background, the birds on the background, the sound of the wind. It's just like... It's so realistic, so realistic, it actually messes up with your brain. I, I, I think we are going to really experience another level of, you know, immersion in, in these games. It, it, it's just mind-blowing, bro. And Miles Morales is not different, you know. And, and, the full, and, and, and Sony was very careful in designing a console that can actually do all of that with minimum, you know, uh, how can I say, there'll be no compromise here. They, they, it, it's really a perfect match. So the truth is, when Nintendo Switch came out, there were many people that told me, I'm going to buy the Nintendo Switch because of Zelda Breath of the Wild. There were many people that, that weren't even very like much into the Nintendo Switch per se, but the fact that Breath of the Wild was coming out together was enough to justify buying the console. And I think we are seeing the same thing now with Sony and the PS5, bro. I mean, I know that a lot of people would buy a PlayStation 5 just to play Horizon Zero Dawn, you know, Forbidden West. So, amazing, bro. The thing is... To be fully honest, I think that Xbox is releasing uh, a console this year because they have to. I have the mm -hmm. feeling deep inside that they are not ready. Meaning that it's very simple, technically speaking, to make a beast out of a machine and show that to the public saying, you know what, it's a beautiful shoebox and it's amazing, it has 12 teraflops and you will enjoy so much playing on that thing. But they have no games. The, the game that everyone was waiting for is named Halo Infinite. 
Mm. And what's great with that game is that whenever they showcased the game and showed it to the public, the graphics sucked. And you're like, what the fuck? They have 12 teraflops. They have to do something about it. It's definitely not Horizon 2. <laughs> it's like, mm -hmm. oh, like I don't see the hair moving and like the wind blowing like no uh -huh. there's no such thing it's like an xbox one game and you're like oh, they have 12 12 teraflops so what they did and i think it's the right choice they delayed the main game mm -hmm. until 2021 if not oh. winter 2021 wow. meaning that xbox re will release a console in three months with no actual big game exclusive on it day one. Or I mean, no major one that everyone was waiting for. They have no Spider-Man, they have no Horizon. They were supposed to have Halo. Everyone was excited about Halo or Forza, Forza the, the, the driving game. Mm -hmm. It's not coming. It's not coming either. They said 2021. Bro, I'm... I'm so disappointed, but at the same time, yeah, I had to keep this kind of open mind, right? Yes. And I, mean. I think, I think, maybe I'm wrong, but it's not about the Series X. Mm. It's not about the Series X anymore. Microsoft is all about Game Pass. They fucking don't care if you buy an Xbox Series X or if you buy, buy a PS5, as long as you get Game Pass. I'm pretty sure deep inside that if they could release Game Pass on PS5, they would do it. Oh, what they want is the revenue from the streaming service. They mm -hmm. want to be the best in terms of like having a streaming service that is big, that will destroy Stadia, for one reason, I'm just speculating. Of course, I'm not working for Microsoft, but yeah. they have Windows. They have Windows. How complicated is it to make a good game for Windows these days? I mean, it's not because everyone is doing it. Every studio is doing it. So whenever we talk about a game on a console, usually you have it on PC too, right? And for them, their streaming service will be all about streaming games probably from a PC. Mm -hmm. And then the Series X is just a PC. It's and just for them, it's their platform. Exactly. Yeah. I was reading this article from The Verge telling me that, like just telling that on, on, on the white page, I was just reading those words. The guy was like, I feel like, not Sony, but Microsoft doesn't want my money for a reason. They want me to get Game Pass. I see, bro. And I feel the same. Yeah. I mean, one thing that we, we have to, to mention, I mean, because I, I don't want people to feel this disencouraged. Because first of all, we are talking exclusive games mm -hmm. that Sony plan ahead in order to launch together with their console pretty much as a showcase. Like people, if you want to see what the future looks like, buy our mm -hmm. console, buy the next gen game, get your mind blown. Awesome. I'm all in favor of that. But we have to mention a few things. For example, there are non-exclusive games that will be playable everywhere that sure. have extraordinary graphics and by definition are going to look much better on the Xbox because Xbox is just more powerful. So yeah. if we are talking about Assassin's Creed Valhalla, 
right? We are already talking about a game that is going to knock your socks off on the Xbox. So I'm not saying... I mean, Sony has made this decision, which I think is very accurate, of launching their exclusives, or at least some of them, together with the console. It's, it's a recipe for success. But we cannot forget there are the non-exclusive ones that are mind-blowing and they will be coming for both of them. And by definition, they should look better and run better on your Xbox. So don't feel disencouraged about that. I, do, oh, no. I, I really don't think that this is something that would be a deal breaker whatsoever. You know, bro? Maybe I was not clear enough, but I'm gonna say it now. I'm gonna go with Microsoft. Mm -hmm. for a reason they got me on board of their game pass thing i'm i'm with them i'm with them for me the feeling of buying a console and buying games all the time and you know me i'm buying all my games digitally so like it's for me a streaming service like a service in general is just easier i, I can right. just pay every month a fee and I can play all the games I want. For me, the idea of them making all the games on their platform or all their games, because like, of course, Assassin's Creed won't be on uh, Game Pass day one. That makes sense because like yeah. for them, they are multi-platform and they probably won't make that choice. But who knows? Remember, it's Microsoft. Anything can happen. They can just say, you know what? We are not releasing it on Xbox. We are releasing it on Game Pass. That would be amazing. I'm mind blown by Microsoft and their path because even though they don't have exclusives, I'm still on board. I'm still on board. I'm excited. They have a vision that makes me excited. For me, next gen is all about transitioning from a state where we have consoles and games that we buy at a shop, whatever, to a future where you just need a controller, some kind of platform or a mouse and keyboard and you play. That's the fucking future, in my opinion. Exactly. That's what I want. That's what yeah. I want. And, and they are doing it. They or are. At least they are they trying are. to. They are the, trying their to. Their proposition sounds, you know, outstanding. And I think this makes a real nice link to the next point that we want to make, which is retro compatibility. Oh, because whenever you decide to do what you just mentioned, to migrate to something that is really next gen, you know, it's console free, let's put it that way. You start to give up on technical limitations that the hardware would give you. So, it must be really difficult to run a few games because the hardware has changed completely. It's very mm -hmm. difficult to put them back in. So the retro compatibility is always an issue. What we can say about uh, PlayStation 5 and retro compatibility is that most games from PS4, and I'm gonna use the word most because I'm pretty sure that it's over 90% of the games will be playable on PS5, but no one has ever said that all of them are going to be. So I'm talking here about a vast majority, but we don't know yet which titles might not, you know, fall into this case. But the truth is, 
a thing that I think it's very good for us because I remember that you asked me, bro, a few weeks ago whether I would buy the Avengers game uh, for my PS4 Pro knowing that in a few months there will be the Avengers game for PS5. And, and that was a really good question because I know that a lot of people are, you know, crazy about this game, can't wait for it to, to come out. And they probably feel awkward because they're like, am I going to, to pay some money for, you know, and get this game and then maybe pay again for, for the next version of the game? And that would be awful, in my opinion. I hate when platforms, you know, push you to spend more money than you're supposed to. So then I dug through and I made sure to bring whatever uh, official information there, were, there was about that. And for this particular game, for example, and that's going to be true for a bunch of other games, as far as I can tell, is that the new games that are coming out for the PS4, that will be also coming out for the PS5, will be upgraded to the PS5 version for free. So you that's buy big. the Avengers for PS4 Pro, and you get the free update for the PS5. And because that's last time, freaking awesome, bro. That's amazing. Last time, uh, my transition from PS3 to PS4 was painful because of one game, GTA. Mm -hmm. I bought GTA on PS3, and that was an amazing game, an amazing one. Taking the full potential of the PS3, making a gigantic open world map, it was amazing, mind-blowing. By the way, they are releasing it on PS5 soon. Oh my god! <laughs> that, that's the game that will live through three generations, which is like mind-blowing. That's mind-blowing, whatever. I love that game. And the transition was not smooth, because GTA 5 is one of my favorite games ever. Mm -hmm. So when I bought my PS4, I was like, maybe I'll get it for free. Guess what? I had to pay 70 bucks to get the same game. Oh, that's the ex exact same one that I finished. I had not 100% completion, but kind of. It was so boring. It was like I felt bad, but I did it. I bought it. And some like I think that deep inside, that's probably what makes me choose Microsoft now. Mm -hmm. Their idea of having a full retro compatibility, like knowing that they want their library to be online. They want the whole thing to be available to anyone that has Game Pass. I freaking love it. I think it's amazing. Of course, it's not cheap. Like it's probably 10 bucks a month. It's going to be 15 for the streaming service per se. Mm -hmm. But if you're a gamer with kind of no time, or a limited amount of time. What you want to do is to take the full potential of your gaming life. Meaning, if you have 10 minutes here or five minutes there, you want to take those five or 10 minutes and play if possible. And what they said with the Xbox, and I'm talking about the Series X here, what they do is that you will be able to resume a game within less than a second. <laughs> Meaning that you shut down your console, you turn it on, in less than one sec, you're back into the game. That's amazing. That's, That's 12 teraflops. Amazing. That's 12 teraflops. Mm -hmm. And for me, 
I have a fucking busy life now. I have two kids. I have a wonderful wife. By the way, my kids are amazing too. But <laughs> playing is very complicated. And that's why we love the Switch so much too. Like Because it's right. easy. You can just pick it up, play. That's great. That's amazing. But what about big games? Amazing games with amazing graphics. Game Pass might be the end. Yeah. That's amazing. Exactly, bro. And I mean, to, to illustrate the power of freedom in terms of when and how you're going to play a given game we can give the example of the witcher 3 so i played witcher 3 it's mm -hmm. on my top games that most loved games on the planet uh maybe one of the top three well it's definitely the top three and the truth is the game is gorgeous it runs wonderfully on the ps4 pro and I heard that a lot of people decided to buy the Nintendo Switch version together or maybe after when it came out just so that they would have the freedom to, you know, freaking take a leak, bring their, their Nintendo Switch with them and play a little bit, knowing that the graphics would be way worse way less amazing at least <laughs> they are not amazing <laughs> exactly and i mean and it still pays off people are still fine with that why because they 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 are unlocked that's the truth and and we are seeing that the the gaming community is so much more than just teenagers of course we are talking about generations here but we are 30 years old and we are still very much into games enough to actually start a podcast on the subject. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm really happy that they are actually, you know, understanding our struggles and trying to give us the freedom to play whenever we have five minutes to spare. So, bro, I think we pretty much covered the major points for these two consoles. And... I think that now I'm going to invite our our uh, you know listeners to share with us if they have made their minds, if they've decided whether they're going to buy an Xbox or a PlayStation. But I do know that you have something else to bring up that might change everybody's answer. Am I right? Bro, and you know that because you're my bro and we are connected deep inside and bro... I was not fair talking about Xbox from the very beginning. I should have talked about Microsoft. Microsoft is a huge company, if not one of the biggest ever. And they said from the like ground up, from the very beginning, like some years ago, that Xbox was insanely important to them. I was like, oh my God, that's big. Like making such a huge commitment to gamers, that's big. Yeah. And now I kind of understand why. It's not Xbox that is important to them. It's like making, creating a community around gaming. And let me be honest, Xbox should be renamed, renamed Game Pass console. Mm -hmm. For me now, their future, their vision of gaming is all about Game Pass. Of course, they have an amazing console that will be out in several months. That is amazing. And to be fully honest to our audience, I would buy it if I had like plenty of money to spare. But I'm going to make a better investment. 
I'm gonna buy a PC. <laughs> yes. A PC? Just a PC. Oh my. For a reason. Game Pass is central to Xbox and to Microsoft. And they keep putting the word PC everywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay? They're like, hey, yeah, X, uh, the Game Pass will be available on PC too. Or we have some games that are available on PC too. Or streaming will be available for PCs as well. And I'm like, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. They really want the, the service to work. And I want the full thing. I want everything, bro. I want to be able to play with my mouse, with my keyboard. I want to play from Steam, like games from Steam. I want to play from EA, EA Access and stuff like that. I want to, I want the whole thing. I just don't want Game Pass. I want the whole thing. I want to play every game on the fucking planet. (laughs) To be able to do that, bro, you need a PC. You need a PC. And yes, I know to our dear audience that they don't believe that I'm going to buy a PC with Windows on it. It's going to be a gaming PC. I'm not going to enjoy it for work. I'm just going to buy a PC for gaming. But guess what? It's a huge investment. And I'm going to tell the audience something. There is a reason why Microsoft is releasing an Xbox Series X. One, they will lose money so that you can play unbelievable games like at their expense because Microsoft will lose money at first because they have an amazing GPU inside that is worth way more than 600 bucks. Of course, we don't know the price yet, but it's going to probably be 600 bucks. Just the GPU by itself will be worth more than 600 bucks, which is amazing. That's mind blowing. That's just the GPU. If That's you crazy. want a GPU to give you 12 teraflops or 13 or whatever, you have to pay more than $1,000 these days. So what I think is that if you have a limited budget, get an Xbox Series X if you're down with the Game Pass idea. Mm-hmm. If you don't want the Game Pass and you love Horizon and you love Spider-Man, go for the PS5. But if you want the whole thing, and that's a twist, that's a big thing, just get a PC. Just get a PC. It's that easy. You can play with your Xbox controller. You can stream games from your PC onto your phone. And guess what? Steam, for instance, is is able to stream games from your machine onto your iPhone. This one is not limited. They agreed, they they have kind of an agreement with Steam so that you can play and stream your game that is playing on your PC on your phone. That's all I want. That's huge, bro. Yeah. That's all I want. I mean, there you go. I mean, I know that some of the, I mean, Horizon is out for PC now, right? So. Yeah. We are even talking about exclusives that people, you know, die for in order to play. And and PC is the platform, I guess, the universal platform already. And, and if we are talking about streaming services in the future, then even more so. Uh, now, 
Let's be honest, bro. I heard that the, the GPU in the Xbox is not even available at that power for, for PCs yet. <laughs> and, and so in order to build a PC that will be powerful enough to make the most of all these games, are we talking about something around the price of the most expensive console between all of these, or are we talking about much more than that? I think that my budget for my PC that is mm -hmm. coming, I mean, I didn't order the parts yet. I'm just waiting for Microsoft to announce that Game Pass will be fully available on PC. That's the only thing I want to see and know. You know what I mean? Because I'm all in with the idea, but if they say that only 10% of the library will be on PC, then I'm not interested. But if everything is available to PC player, I would probably have to spend around $2,000 to have something roughly the same power of the <laughs> Xbox series. So, so you're telling me that it's better to spend enough money that you could mm -hmm. use to buy both consoles plus controllers plus a few games. It, it's better <laughs> having a PC. <laughs> so. To be fully honest, first, you have plenty of games that are only available to PCs. Well, that is true, yeah. And I, and I love a lot of them, like especially that's strategy true. games, and that, that's probably one of, a part of the answer. Mm -hmm. But bro, I just want to go back to Windows. Wow. <laughs> no, Who it's, it's not true. you and where is Guillaume? <laughs> that's not true no to be to be fully to be fully honest with you it's just the idea of me trying to get the best because these days i'm also playing on my mac uh, maybe we should do an episode later about playing on macs because like that sucks first but you have mm -hmm. plenty of games that are available on macs too the problem is that gpus on macs they suck really bad and yeah. I mean, I don't have a Mac Pro, so I don't have a great GPU, obviously, but I have an iMac that is decent. Uh, but to be fully honest, I love those strategy games and I would never, like, I would love to play them forever. So getting a PC would help me and would allow me to reconcile all of that. I getting see. the best of the next gen thing and being able to play all the strategy games available on the planet. Uh, so I, I think that it's a smart choice on my side. It's just that it's massively expensive. It's, right. it's huge. It's huge. And that's why I'm telling the audience, if you have a PC today, think about just upgrading your GPU and maybe trying to get Game Pass. Because do you care that much about those insane graphics? Do you have an 8K TV? Do you want the full potential of 12 teraflops? Maybe not. Maybe you just want to upgrade your GPU for 300 bucks. You will get something awesome from Game Pass if it's available to you, like to PCs. And in that case, you don't even need a next-gen console. You have your next-gen console in Game Pass. You see what I mean? I Very think nice. that the future is bright for PC gamers. Unfortun unfortunately, we are not. <laughs> Meaning that we don't have a PC available to us right now that we could just upgrade and getting the full potential of Game Pass. 
I don't think it's the case. So I think that for the people that don't have PCs, buying a next-gen console is the answer because way cheaper. Getting a full, like, a full potential PC these days is insanely expensive. Right. A good GP, a good GP, uh, an amazing GPU is more than $1,000 these days. So yeah, exactly. it's painful. It's I guess painful. It's, it's the price one would have to pay in order to be unlimited by hardware, right? There you go. Um, I, bro, I think it's a really cool twist. It's something that is really nice to, to you know, make sure that our audience knows that there are more options out there than just the two amazing consoles that are coming out soon. Uh, I, I think that in the end, the take-home message of this episode is that it's a win-win situation. I don't think that people will, you know, text us in a few months and tell us that they regretted whatever decision they made. I really don't think so. Because th these companies are being crazy serious about the products that they're selling. Crazy serious. It's a huge commitment to us. So now it's the time to think about what you are expecting when it's time for you to relax and play. So if I am going to give you my example, I have a small playing station on my, my living room where I have my consoles, my amiibos around. It's just a tiny little space in my TV stand. But when I finally have time after a very busy week of work to play, I go to my little corner, I look at my consoles, I choose my, my favorite game of the moment, and I sit and I play. So have this separation, something outside of a computer, something outside of anything else, and just going back to my little gaming universe is very important to me. It's when I actually relax enough to enjoy a game. So I have no questions that I am going to play to buy the PS5. I already even subscribed to this uh, alert. So whenever they start pre the pre-orders, I'll give them my credit card, take all my money, because that's how my brain works for gaming. When I'm ready to play, I want to go to my TV stand, take my real nice dual sense, freaking play. But the truth is, you guys are up to an amazing future of gaming, no matter what's your decision. And, and, and Guillaume was very bright, in my opinion, to bring this third example, which, okay, can be expensive depending on what you're going to build. But then you don't even have to make huge decisions anymore. Just embrace the, the best of both worlds. So, bro, I have to say that I love recording optimistic episodes such as this one, bro. Because I am super happy. I, I Actually, if I could, I would buy all of them. Give me yes, the shoebox. Give me the, the, the router. Give me the whole thing. Because I want them all. Give me my, my man cave. I want a man cave. Like, give me all of that. I want a PC. I want a PS5. I want an Xbox in my living room on top of my oh, man cave. Bro. I think if I don't you have a man cave, I would never see you again at work. It's just too much temptation. I would find I you two months after with a very long beard, lots of beer cans around. <laughs> but I, I agree bro the future is bright and what I love is that now it's more than a competition they are offering something different which is amazing one platform has great exclusives and the other one is trying to 
embrace a next-gen world where all the games, all their games would be available on a platform. And because Microsoft has, they, they have money, <laughs> they will probably make it work. And that's something I really like. And as a little thing, it's another little break, breaking news, but I know that, for instance, I was talking about EA Access before. Apparently, some rumors rumors were, were saying that this EA Play will be available on Game Pass oh. day one. Oh. Meaning that for the same price, you would ga- ga- get the entire EA collection Jesus. on Game Pass. I mean, we are Bro- talking about, let me see, EA games, if you're into FIFA, I guess... Right, you have the entire library on the planet. Just the right Sims, like uh-huh. you have all these amazing franchises around, like different games that I used to play before. I love FIFA, for instance, but I love yeah. playing FIFA with my brothers or mm-hmm. with friends. And like playing FIFA, just you sitting on your couch, it's not the same. But to be fully honest, if they do that, if they are able to get the EA access onto Game Pass, bro, Game Pass is the future or part of the future. And then Sony will have to do something big, which is amazing because they will. I love that. I love love, uh, this this environment of competition between two already awesome platforms and Mm -hmm. philosophy of gaming pushes one another to go even further all the time. I love that. I mean, I, I absolutely love that because the, whoever wins is us gamers because Oof. every time they decide to give a step ahead and, and be, you know, I don't know, more welcoming to gamers than the other company, we go, yay, let's try this now. And then if the other company does another thing, hey, we tried that one now. And bro, I'm so excited. I mean, I'm super excited. I'm super geez, excited. You so awesome. And I'm going to tell you something else. If I want to buy a PC, I can do it tomorrow. Exactly. I don't even have to wait. Just for the games. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's amazing. We live in an amazing moment. I mean, not COVID, but uh, it's amazing that we have all these non-limitations. The future is insanely bright for the first time in our lives. Before it was insanely expensive, but Mm -hmm. now for the price of two two games per year, you can have access to hundreds of games all the time. Exactly. That's amazing. That's amazing. I just wonder how we're going to find time to play all the games we want, right? We'll probably have to retire a few years sooner than I expect, like maybe 32 years sooner and then just play, right, bro? I guess that's the future, yay. That's my future. (laughs) Guys, it was amazing to have you today to do this amazing episode live with you, the audience. We love you. We love your feedback. The live chat was amazing. Lots of polls. People are excited about Game Pass, apparently. They are excited about the PS5. They are excited about the Xbox Series X. The future is insanely bright. Thanks to all of you guys. That's that's amazing. Thanks to all of us gamers, I, I would say. I love it. I love exactly. it. Exactly. We, we push the, the, the companies to produce everything we deserve from them. I, I, <laughs> I cannot even imagine what's coming next. I mean, 
just something that we'll probably bring much later after the PS5 is out, but we, we didn't even touch the fact that PlayStation VR is a thing. Oh. It's going to be a wireless thing, finally, because before it was this huge prototype helmet crappy prototype thingy. Now it's going to be way better. So, I mean, we'll see. We have, we're have we going to have enough content for probably another year. Right, bro? Oh, yeah. Oh, and I know. I guess for our next episode, we're probably going to bring a game again. Because I think people always enjoy when we bring up a new game. So that people can, you know, engage into a new adventure. And um, I think Guillaume and I are still deciding in which title. But, of course, you guys uh, participated a lot today, which was awesome. By the way, some of the pictures that people posted here, bro, I had to control myself not to burst while recording. Because, I mean, these memes are just the best. But the (laughs) truth is, you guys can always tell us if you saw a game, you know, maybe you saw the... I don't know, an IGN review, and you're like, oh, maybe I, I wanted to play this game, and, and, and you don't know, maybe you already played, and we already have an opinion on it, so you can always bring this up in our Discord, we'll be more than happy to see what you have in mind, uh, but we crossing. also have a list, exactly, we also have a list of games we, we still want to talk about, mm-hmm. so... Next time, expect an awesome game to be discussed. And thank you so much for sticking with us. Um, another one hour plus episode that was a lot of fun again. Thanks yeah, a lot, it was, guys. It was so short. Know. It was so short at the same time. It was amazing. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Thank you, bro. See you in two weeks. Have a nice week. Have a nice week, everyone. <laughs>